Hi, I'm Daniel, and you're listening to Time in the Word on Faith FM. I'm here with my friend Angelo today, and we're at the Seventh-day Adventist Big Camp in Devonport, Tasmania. And today we're going to be studying Matthew chapter 12, verse 9 to 14. How are you going today, Angelo? I'm doing very well, thanks, Daniel. That's great, mate. Would you like to say a little prayer for us as we get into the Word today? Yeah, sure thing. Let's bow our heads. Dear Jesus, we want to thank you for this lovely day that you've given us, and we want to praise you for the great time that we've had at this big camp. And I pray, Lord, as we dive into your word, there will be something there for us to take home and help us to remember. And I pray, Lord, that you be with those listening to this, wherever they may be, and I pray that they will gain something as well. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm just wondering if you might be able to read the first verse for us there, man. Yep, sure thing. So I'm going to read two verses from the NIV version. So this is Matthew chapter 12, verse 9. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. This is Jesus. And a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Yeah, what's really cool is um, my translation has got a little bit in parentheses there, and it says they were hoping he would say yes so that they could bring charges against him. We can see there's a little plan there by those individuals that the New Testament calls the Pharisees, that they're trying to trap him, you know, they're trying to create a situation where he is uh, he's trapped in his words or in his actions so that they can condemn him. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It happens quite a bit as well, doesn't it? Mm. They try to put him between a rock and a hard place and say, oh, he's stuck. What's he going to say? Either way he goes, he's going to be wrong. But Jesus prevails. <laughs> That's the really cool thing I find about Jesus as I read the New Testament, that you're right, it happens so many times, and he just gets them every time. It's mm. kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know anything about the Pharisees as a group of people? Well, the way that I understand them is that they were the leaders inside the churches or inside the synagogues where they would teach people about the scriptures. And the scriptures of that time, there wasn't the New Testament. There was all the Old Testament things like the law of Moses. There's somewhere uh, at one stage, Jesus opens up the scroll of Isaiah and reads from that. And so it has a lot of those old scriptures inside the temple area where they would teach to the kids and to the people and they would do readings and things like that. So these people were like the keepers of knowledge. Mm. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that's somewhat the way that I understand them as well. Some sort of religious leader or teacher Mm. and that's involved in teaching the scripture. And from what I can tell, you know, that position must have come with a little bit of power and prestige. Because when Jesus comes along and begins to challenge some of that, for some reason, they really don't like it, hey? And we kind of see that today sometimes as well, that people, um, you know, they're in established orders of power. Sometimes, even if something's true, they don't like it if it challenges their authority. Mm. Oh, it happens all the time. And you see it all the time where people will say, oh, this person is, is perfect for it because they've got this amount of experience. But really, all that experience was like, terrible. <laughs> But because they've had so many years of it, you know, they must be good. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that's very true. uh, I I see here there, it's particularly this issue of of Sabbath and Sabbath work. If you can see that there at the end of verse 10. And, uh, you know, I'm a member of of a Christian denomination that keeps the Sabbath literally on the seventh day of the week. And I can see here that uh, Jesus is really being tempted, let's say, to break that fourth commandment. What does the Sabbath mean to you, man? The Sabbath is the day to rejuvenate and reconnect 
Well, not to say that you didn't, that you broke your connection, but to reconnect wholly and with your whole spirit and with your mind, take it all back to God, to really think about all the blessings that He's blessed you during the week and to pray. It's like a day of prayer almost, you know. It's just a day of meditation. You're trying to seek God in everything that you do like crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's so powerful. That's No, that's an awesome experience. Oh, I think that's really true. Like we go back to the book of Genesis when Sabbath was first instituted there in Eden and it seems to be about God hanging out with people. It seems to be about that love relationship with God and man. And I see here that somewhere along the way, some of that's been lost. And uh, even though these guys are outwardly observing the Sabbath, there seems to be some sort of silly laws and rules that have risen up around it. And it seems like some of those little rules that were meant to be good, they're meant to protect the Sabbath, but in actual fact, they became more important than what the Word of God actually said. So uh, the Pharisees are asking, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath. Of course, the Sabbath commandment says you're not allowed to work, but what about healing, you know, trying to get him? You do want to read verse 11 for me, man? Sure. He said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? Yeah, it's a devastating line of argument, isn't it? He's cornered them saying that they themselves would do work to rescue a sheep. And it's also highlighting their lack of compassion that they wouldn't show mercy to someone that needed to be healed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we're in danger as people that really respect and love the Sabbath and want it to be about relationship with God and salvation by grace and all of that? Do you think we're in danger of doing some of that, of losing sight of what it's really all about? I think so, yeah. To some degree, I, yeah. I think that you're so worried about your salvation mm. that you will not do something somebody or something needs or that something needs help with yeah. and that you won't help them because you're scared that your salvation will be lost mm. for sure and that and that's sort of like it misses the whole point of what god's all about you know which is about helping and serving and loving yeah, yeah i remember um when i was up in north queensland for a while we had cyclone larry go through up there there's quite a number of uh, homes that were devastated and so forth and our pastor got up and said look you know, we're going to go and we're going to buy the supplies we need and we're going to go and serve these people and assist in their homes, you know, as on a Sabbath. Now, traditionally, buying and selling, it's not something you do on the Sabbath hours, you know, but but he said, no, we're doing God's work in this situation. I really respected him for that decision, I have to say, and because of that emergency situation, it wouldn't have been something he would have done every Sabbath, but in that emergency situation, he understand that it's people before rules, you know? Mm. So in verse 12, uh, Jesus goes on to say, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? And yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Mm. The Lord permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Do you want to read that from your version? Would that be okay? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Mm. It's lawful, not lawless. It's lawful. It's yeah. it's a fulfilling of the law. It's what the law's really all about. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Jesus once talked about uh, what the law was all about. He said, summed up by two commandments, and actually these are both in the Old Testament law. They're not in the Ten Commandments themselves, but they're both in Deuteronomy. Mm. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Love God, love people. That's what the law is all about. So he said, yes, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. It's not breaking the commandment. And this is really important because I've heard people say that, well, Jesus has actually broke that Sabbath commandment as an example to us because he wants us to uh, not worry about it anymore. But that's really not a good line of reasoning because um, 
if you follow that through, you've got Jesus breaking the Ten Commandments. The Bible defines sin as being the transgression of the law. Then you've got Jesus sinning, then he can't be our saviour. So it's really a dangerous line of thought. No, he didn't break the Sabbath. What he did is he restored what it really meant. Amen. Yeah, you want to read verse 13? Sure thing. And 14 too. Yeah. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. So he did a miracle right there in front of their eyes. <laughs> they still want to kill him. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but he said to them, hold out your hand, and it was restored. Imagine what it must have been like for that guy. Have you ever had an injury and or a serious injury and it's it's gotten better? and Like miraculously or it just got better normally? Not miraculously, yeah. just that healing. Like let's say you broke an arm and then you had the, the feeling of taking that cast off. You ever had that? Not breaking an arm. Like I was born with, with feet that were a bit deformed and so I needed to have them in braces while I was a baby and then in casts when I was about four or five years old. Yeah, I remember them coming off and seeing my feet were a little better because I used to be pointing in ways, but now they're pointing a bit more straighter. Mm. So that's kind of the same, I guess. Yeah, like just that feeling of freedom, you know. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I broke my arm when I was a kid. I broke my right wrist, also my left arm. And, you know, you kind of you sit in those casts for six or seven weeks and you yeah. finally take them off and you can move and you feel that sense of freedom. I can just imagine what it must have been like for this guy to have this deformed hand and then finally he can reach out, he can feel, he got full flexion. Mm. It just must have been beautiful for the guy. And the response, as you rightly said, from those religious leaders, they, instead of praising God or being happy for the guy, they want to try and kill Jesus. I don't really understand this, but I see this in our hearts as well, that the response, I guess, sometimes to Jesus, when he makes it clear to us beyond all shadow of a doubt that we're wrong in some way, the response is not to respond to him and say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do what you ask. The response is, I'm going to try and kill the messenger. I don't like that preacher. I don't like that. I don't like what you're pointing out to me. <laughs> Change what you think, <laughs> not me. Yeah. It's so true that we're like that as human beings, hey, and um, it's a little bit sad, but... Uh, I love that story. I love the way that Jesus reaches into that guy's life and he brings healing. And the other thing I love about Jesus there is his, just his total passion and his courage in standing up to those powers. He just didn't care what they thought. He just wanted to make that guy's life better. We've come to the end of our time now, and uh, it's been so awesome hanging out with you, Angelo. Yeah, thanks for studying the scripture with me. No, thanks for having me, Daniel. I look forward to doing more. That would be really great. Would you like to close with prayer for us, man? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for this small Bible study that we've taken part in. We pray, Lord, that upon our hearts we will remember to show love to others, that we must love you, Lord, first, and then we need to treat others just as we want to be treated too. I pray that you continue to be in our lives and bless us, and I pray that, that you continue to teach us to love and to forgive. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Daniel and Angelo, and this has been Time in the Word on Faith FM. Thanks for listening.